Good evening. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Happy Monday, Jen. Happy Monday. A little snow. A little snow for us. Kind yeah. of nice. That makes me happy. Me too. And that's what we're talking about today. Good segue. Yeah, I try. <laughs> How to be happy now. So, um... I found this card when I was in San Francisco at my favorite card shop, Papyrus. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go there? Absolutely. Love Papyrus, um, especially when all their stuff's on sale. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> even better. But I found this great card, and it said, sometimes in life you need to, or what did it say? Sometimes in the pursuit of happiness, you need to stop the pursuit and just enjoy the happiness. And I thought, well, isn't that a good idea? <laughs> And so um, so I thought about making a show on it today and helping people to do that because I think a lot of times we all have the intention of pursuing happiness mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about it. Um, but so many of us have a million things that we're waiting for until we decide to be happy. So like here are some of my favorites that I hear often. Um, I'll wait to be ha- I'll be happy as soon as my house is paid off. Well, come on. That's like waiting for a while now, right? Or I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. Or I'll be happy when my divorce is final. Or I'll be happy when I meet someone. After your divorce is final. After your divorce. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, or before. I'll be happy when I have a baby. Uh, I'll be happy when I get a better job. I'll be happy when I pay off my debt. These are all these things that I hear people talk about a lot. Well, you know, until I do this, I really can't relax. I really can't be happy. And that's kind of sad because we're constantly in a state where we're working towards something better. Most people. Hopefully. Hopefully. And so um, if you have that mentality, then you could definitely miss out on many years of happiness while you're waiting for things to turn around or get better. So today I'm giving you five ways to be happy now. And uh, the first one is to redefine happiness. So um, so some of us have never even defined happiness. We just, we throw that word around like, oh, I, are you happy or how's your life? Is, do, you, do you seem to be getting happier these days? And it's really <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I mean, happy as a dwarf in the snow white and the seven dwarfs. Right. Happy <laughs> as a dwarf. Right. So it could just be a little um, small guy that lives in the woods with a cute hat. Or it could be um, an idea of what your well-being is. And there's lots of different things that add to well-being. Personal connections, um, feeling like you belong, that you have meaning and purpose, um, doing things that you feel are valuable. There's many, many things that add to well-being. And you can read about those in a book called Flourish, um, which came out by Martin Seligman. Um, He works out in the positive psychology team at University of Pennsylvania. So if you if you Google Martin Seligman and you Google the book Flourish, there's a lot about well-being, and um, and so some of us kind of associate well-being and happiness. Um, the other thing is is that we associate happiness sometimes with what we think is going on, not what necessarily is going on. So um, so let's say we'll say, oh well, you know, I'm I'm not happy because you know, the economy hasn't come back yet. Well, is it true that the economy hasn't come back in some places or that it's not thriving in other places? There are still businesses that are doing well, despite the economy. Doors are open. Doors are open. Zappos is shipping every day, despite the fact that none of us have money to buy shoes. We're all still buying them. So... um, So thinking about your definition of happiness is important. I once read on a card, uh, happiness is someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. And I love that because 
someone to love. We all have someone to love. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're very, very rare portion of the population if you really have no one at all in your life to love. Not a family member, not someone who's already passed on. Um, so think of it that way. Also, um, something to do. Even if you're something to do is sit around and find something to do. It's still something to do. Mm-hmm. So these are all different things. So um, so redefine what happiness means to you. Think about what does it really mean for me to be happy? What's it really going to take? And then ask yourself, is that realistic? Is it realistic that it's going to take you paying off your home to be happy? And is that something you're willing to wait for? Is that something you might lose time with in order to get there? Yeah. Right. So the second thing you can do is to appreciate what you have. And I think I talk about this a few times a year. But the basics. Do you have food? Do you have shelter? Did you sleep in a warm bed last night? Did you put on clothes this morning? Did you, um, do you have friends? Do you have any kind of income whatsoever? Even if you're unemployed and you're getting unemployment, be grateful for the income that you have coming in. And if you have a great job and you really love what you do, be grateful for that as well. So a lot of times we look to this happiness as like it has to be exponential. Mm-hmm. It can't just be basic. Well, I just have a, a two-bedroom house or I have a, a small house. Well, guess what? You have a small house. Some people have an apartment. Some people have nothing. There's a family back in Florida since this recession that's living in the back of a box truck. And they're very happy. I saw this whole thing on it on the news, and it was really fascinating how they were just making do. And, I mean, is it ideal? Probably not. But is it better than sleeping in shelters every night? Probably. They have their own little space. So if you've got a place to sleep every night, that's something to be happy about. Same thing with um, if you've got people who love you. You may not love them, but they love you. (laughs) If you've got children or parents or uh, sisters or brothers or friends or people who just care about you and who want the best for you, that's great. Do you have a boss who cares about you? Do you have enough money in your wallet to treat yourself to an ice cream or a latte now and again? All things to be happy about. Absolutely. So appreciate what you have. Next way to be happy right now is to exchange your have-tos for want-tos. So we spend a lot of time in life, well, I do, I can speak for myself for sure, doing what we have to do, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I have to get the dry cleaning. Oh, I have to go grocery shopping. Oh, I have to um, call my mother or whatever it is. And the reality is you really don't have to do anything. You choose to do it because it feels important and you prioritize it, but that's still your choice. So when you think about if you're spending all of your days doing your have-tos and you're never doing what you want to, then you're probably not going to be as happy as somebody who might say, you know what, I'll pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow, but today I'm going to go ski. Or today I'm going to have a cup of coffee with my friend or sleep in or um, spend an extra 20 minutes talking to somebody who I really enjoy talking to. Mm-hmm. So um, so exchange your have-tos for your want-tos and do what you like to increase your, do- your joy on a very simple level. It doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't mean you have to go to Hawaii <laughs> to get happy or you have to go on vacation to be happy. It might just be you need to take some time to read a book. And enjoy that. Number four, you have to choose to be happy. What do you think about that, Jen? Oh, I think it's definitely a choice. Absolutely. I know people who should be happy that are miserable. Right. But they've chosen to be miserable. 
Right. And that's, isn't that the truth? That a lot of people choose to be miserable instead of choosing to be happy. And I, sometimes I find myself falling into that trap. I choose to get cranky about something that really isn't that important. Mm -hmm. And I'll think to myself, what would it have been like if you would have just responded like, oh, it's right here or, you know, with no emotion and not getting cranky or judgmental about it. How much different would the situation be now? Well, people would be nicer and less grouchy at each other. And so um, if you're somebody who sometimes falls into that place where you get cranky or you choose to be grumpy or you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you foster it and you think about everything that's wrong, well, that's your choice. And so you have to own it first. And if you're not going to own it or if you don't want to do it, then own being happy. Choose to be happy. One of my favorite things is when people say, oh, you're just too happy all the time. You're just so positive. It's just annoying. It's like, okay, well, there's an alternative. It's to be grumpy all the time, and I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to hang out with me if I was. So if you're somebody who's positive, share that. Share your positivity with other people because some people just don't know how. They've never had a role model who showed them. Pass it on. Pass it on. Pass on your happiness. And then number five on how to be happy now is compliments of Jessica at the chamber. Love her. Mm -hmm. She says, she just learned recently to be a better you, not your best you. And I love this. It kind of goes along with strive for excellence, not perfection. And this whole idea that anytime you're going for trying to be the best or you're trying to perfect something or you're reaching for a goal that it's almost unattainable, then you're probably not going to make it there and you're going to be disappointed. But if you strive, and it's overwhelming a lot of times too. Oh, I'm going to be my best self. Well, your best self might want a cookie tomorrow night and that might not be on your best self plan. What are you going to do? You're going to be miserable because you didn't eat your cookie? <laughs> or, or are you going to say, I'll strive to make 50 good choices in the day and I'll let myself make one bad one? Yeah, that's really funny because we have just adopted at home a saying. And I don't know where Jessica got hers. I, mine, I just thought I made up. Maybe I heard it somewhere. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be better. Yes. And I will tell you, if you have kids, that it that getting that across to them works wonders, especially in the realm of chores. Because mm -hmm. I think part of the block of kids doing housework or, you know, doing with the, oh, not my chores, is because they know they can't do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. You know, they're only four feet tall or what, you know, they're, right. it's, it's a difficult thing and it's daunting. But when you tell them, this needs to be better, not perfect, all of a sudden they rise to the occasion. Absolutely. And that's the same thing, too. Like with kids at school, a lot of times, even my kids in first grade suffer from that compare and despair. Oh, so-and-so's in this reading group, and so-and-so's already at their minus sixes, and I'm only at my plus fives. And it's like, don't compare yourself to other people. Just be better than you were yesterday. And so if you can work on being a better you and not your best you, you can just make one choice. Do one thing differently each day. Maybe you're not going to be happy overnight. You're not going to, if you've been miserable for a while, you're not going to wake up and be, you know, <laughs> teeming with happiness and overflowing with bubbly, effervescent oh, positivity. On. You might be if, you know, you got a hold of the right kind of wine, but it's probably going to take some time. And so just each day strive for like, hey, for five minutes today, I'm going to be happy. For a half an hour today, I'm going to be happy. For an hour, I'm going to choose to do what I want to do. And I'm going to honor myself and my choices. And I'm going to be better. And that way, you're going to work towards a better you. And you're going to work towards a happier you. And it's not going to feel overwhelming and like you have to change your entire life today. Mm -hmm. It's going to be just an easy step. So if you're waiting until, insert your own thing, to be happy, then 
think about some of these options and I would encourage you to, even if you can't be fully, exquisitely happy today, at least try to enjoy parts of your day and find some happiness by redefining your your happiness, what that means to you, appreciating what you have, exchanging some have-tos for want-tos, choosing to be happy, making that an intentional choice, and then doing one thing each day to be a better you but not your best you or a happier you, not your happiest you. So those are our tips from the bright side today. You can uh, catch up on some other fun tips on our blog at nourishlifecoaching.com forward slash blog. You can find out stuff on Kay Tahoe's Facebook page and Nourish Life and Business Coaching's Facebook page post. Let us know what you think of the show. Anything you want to talk about, and we'll uh, we'll follow up with you. Fantastic! Yeah, thank so. you very much. Thanks, Jen, and let's pray for a little bit more snow. Yeah. Supposedly it's coming Wednesday. So. We're seeing. We'll see. Yeah, you never know. Thank you very much. It's been the bright side right here on K Tahoe.